Nothing But The Words, episode number nine, what to include in your memoir and what to leave out. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. In this episode, I want to share with you how much you should include in your memoir and what you can leave out if you want to write a phenomenal book. And this applies to those of you who are writing your life story, writing a story about a part of your life, or writing a how-to book that happens to share elements of your life story. In the previous episode, episode number seven, I shared some, actually that was episode number eight, I shared some specific actions you can take to keep writing during a time of crisis, chaos, or uncertainty. And we are still in that time. My husband and I actually went on a walk earlier today in our neighborhood. There were very few people out, of course. And we had a long conversation about how we will make this time of self-quarantine work for our good. Not by profiting from it or anything like that, but by using the time and space we've been given to really concentrate on our goals. I hope you are in a position to do the same. Right now, you get to choose how you want to think about this coronavirus situation and the self-quarantining recommendations and requirements. And I encourage you to choose thoughts that will protect your family and your community, and also to choose thoughts to support you in creating the life you want to have in the next weeks, months, and years after this situation is resolved. Those thoughts will determine how you feel about our current circumstance and the way you behave. And ultimately, those thoughts will determine what you create from what we've been given to deal with. So if one of the goals you're working on during this time is to become an author and you plan to write a memoir or a personal development or professional development book that has elements of your story, this episode really is for you. Now, many people confuse memoir and autobiography. So let's put it in the simplest terms. In the simplest terms, an autobiography is the story of your life written by you. A memoir is a story of a specific time, a specific event, or a specific theme in your life, also written by you. An autobiography will cover pretty much the entire timeline of your life from the time you're born to close to when the book is written. But most people don't want to read the autobiography of someone who isn't already famous, right? So they'll read the autobiography of Michelle Obama or Barack Obama, because these people are famous and you want to know how they started off in life and how everything that happened in between to the, between their start in life and the success that they created and why we know them. But for most of us, our life stories aren't quite as dramatic or as exciting as some of those famous people's life stories might be. We have moments that are incredibly dramatic or interesting or relevant to other people, but writing an autobiography is really something that that doesn't serve most people well. Writing a memoir will serve you much better, and it does not encompass the entire timeline of your life, so it is actually generally easier to write. A memoir is going to focus on a specific time frame or a specific aspect of your life. And typically, we'll dive more into the author's memories, um, feelings, thoughts, and insights more of a personal level than an autobiography might. 
So your memoir could cover an experience, right? A particular experience when you created something, when you went through a transformation, maybe you learned or discovered something that transformed you. It could be something you discovered about the way the world works. It could be something you discovered about yourself. Your memoir could cover a a particular timeline within your career. It could include your experience in achieving a particular professional goal you had or in building a business. It could cover cover a travel experience. You could write a memoir that covers a trip that you went on that was a life-changing trip for you. It could cover a relationship experience. You could write a memoir about your marriage or about a divorce or about parenthood, a particular experience in parenthood. Your memoir could cover an experience you had in overcoming a specific challenge like addiction, bankruptcy, or a significant loss in your life. At the same time, at the other end of the spectrum, it could cover something you achieved, like competing as a high-level athlete. I I would be interested to read the memoir of someone who was able to go on to the world championship or Olympic-level stage and become a successful competitor. You could write a memoir about your journey to securing your dream position in corporate America. Whatever success looks like in your life or in your field, you could write a memoir about that. Your memoir could be a coming of age story that ends when you reach adulthood. It could be a midlife reinvention story or even a midlife crisis story. It could cover your time in college or in the military or at boarding school. The point is that your memoir is not not here to cover your entire life, but some specific aspect or time period in your life. So here are a few things your memoir should include regardless of what you're writing about. Your memoir should tell a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. We should feel almost like we're reading what could be a novel because you're telling a story of transformation, telling a story of change, telling a story where the character is different, the character being you is different, at the end of the book than she was at the beginning. So in your memoir, you should have a goal you're trying to achieve. You are the protagonist of this book. You're the main character, you're the hero. So we should know when we're reading the book what this person wants. And we all have something we want in our lives, right? So using some of the examples that I used before, if you're writing a memoir about your career, it may be a particular position that you always wanted to hold. And maybe at the end of the book, you get it, maybe you don't, but we need to see that desire so that we can connect with the character. You should also have obstacles that you, the main character, have to overcome to achieve the goal because that's real life. There's no goal that you've ever achieved where you didn't encounter obstacles if it was a worthwhile goal. So we wanna see that part of the story. That's part of what will encourage and inspire your readers when they can see, okay, so she's had the hills and the valleys. She's had mountaintop experiences and she's had those deep, dark valley experiences and she was still able to reach something on the other side. That's inspiring to your readers. Your memoir should include the other characters in your life who helped you along the way. So those might be guides or mentors. Now, they're not the hero of the story. You're the hero of your own story, but there are always people who help us along the way. Anyone who tells me that they're 100% self-made, I have to question either their uh, maturity or question their mm, ability to assess their own life. None of us is entirely self-made. And your memoir should always focus on your choices, your actions, 
and your reactions. No one wants to read about a passive character to whom things just keep happening. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that that everything is within your control, but we want to see how you responded to the things that happened in your life. We want to see how you reacted. We want to see how you were proactive at times, not just read about a passive character who just is, um, is just being pushed hither and yon by the winds of life, by other people, without being able to ever take agency in their own life. Now, if you're writing a memoir about your childhood, of course, children have much less control over their lives, and that's to be expected. So we don't expect that at any point you are in full and complete control, but we want to see how you respond. So if you're writing a memoir about your childhood, maybe that response doesn't come until you grow older much later, but we still want to see it. We don't want to just see a passive character. Now let's look at some things that your memoir shouldn't do, shouldn't be, and shouldn't include. So going back to what we talked about earlier, your memoir should not tell your life story from the time you were born to the time you write your book. I got to tell you, one of the red flags for me is when I open a memoir and it starts with someone being born. Unless you're being born, (laughs) it's this dramatic moment that's somehow relevant to where your story is going. You can skip that. (laughs) Everybody was born. Even if it's an inspiring story, if it's your mom's story, that may not belong in the memoir. One of my clients, Panay Akparu, wrote a book called Living Past Your Pain to Live Your Dreams. And in that story, we do start, I co-wrote the book with Panay, and so we do start at a very early time in her life, but it was a pivotal event that occurred when she was about six years old. And that event actually gave her the goal that she is chasing throughout the entire book and does not achieve until we get to the end of the book. So you can start in your childhood if that's relevant, but your memoir should not just be a life story from birth until the moment you write the book. Your memoir should also not be a victim story. So this goes back to not being a passive character in your own story. Yes, there is a, a chance that you have been victimized at some point in your life and you, or that you have survived something that might paint you as a victim at some point in your life. And you can certainly include that in your book when it is relevant. It can even be the major theme of your book. There have been many successful memoirs where people have written about overcoming different types of abuse, overcoming childhood trauma, things over which they had no control. But the point is to show where you went after that victimization, how you used it for the greater good, how you overcame it, how you used it for your own good, how you were transformed by it, or how you transformed someone else, or someone else was transformed by your story. You've got to give us more than just, I was a victim, these things happened to me. Because the reality is things happen to everyone. So it's not a very interesting story when it's just you being victimized over and over and over again. So avoid writing a victim story. Your memoir should also not tell all of your business. It should not reveal every skeleton you have in the closet, every dark secret that you've ever held. And it's not because any there's anything you need to be ashamed of. Your truth is your truth. But If you're just putting it all in there as a means to be provocative, controversial, or scandalous, that's not great writing. It needs to actually serve the larger story. 
So if it's your personal business and maybe it's something that other people might be embarrassed by or ashamed of, you still get to choose if you want to put it in the book, but not just for the sake of being provocative, not just for the sake of being controversial. It really needs to serve the larger theme, the larger story of your book. So when you're thinking of what events you want to include, be conscious of that as a decision-making factor. Does it serve the larger story? Does it serve what I need my readers to take away from this book? Your memoir should not include cool or attention-getting stories either, whether they're embarrassing or not, that don't directly relate to the subject of the memoir. You've got to somehow connect it to the larger story. And usually because it's your life, you can. But just for the sake of, of... of fun, you might want to include something, but you always got to connect it back to the larger story. Your memoir should not tell all of anyone else's business. It just should not. One of my clients, April Moncrief, wrote a book called How My Divorce Saved My Marriage. And she really tells everything she did wrong in her marriage the first time around. Now, does that mean her husband didn't do things that were wrong? Of course not. There are two people in the marriage, and I'm sure he made mistakes and and poor choices along the way just as she did. But guess what? That's his story to tell. And so she did not focus on his choices. She really focused on her own choices. And in doing so, it allowed her to take responsibility and to share the lessons that she had learned along the way. Now, that doesn't mean you can't talk about what other people have done. Of course you can if it's a part of your life or has affected you, and to some extent she does, but this is your memoir. It should focus on the choices that you made. That should be the main part of your book 99% of the time. Your memoir should certainly not libel anyone. So you don't want to be in a position of putting in writing accusations or things that are untrue about other people. And I am not an attorney and cannot tell you what things you should put in and leave out from a legal perspective. However, if you are sharing information that's just rumor or gossip about someone, I highly recommend that you avoid doing that. If you don't know it to be true yourself, if it wasn't your experience, it probably doesn't belong in your memoir anyway. And there are, if there are things you need to share about people, but you don't want to put them on blast, you can change names, you can um, change identifying characteristics. You just want to disclose that in your book up front that you have changed names and identifying characteristics, characteristics to protect the privacy of some people that you talk about, but make sure it's relevant to your book. And if there's any chance that you think there could be um, a, a negative response, make sure it's worth it for you to put it in your book. Make sure it's not going to damage any relationships irreversibly that you really are invested in and care about. So for example, if it's something about your mother or about your son, and there's no way to disguise who that person was, and you're putting in the book and they're going to be truly hurt by it, really, really, really reconsider that. So don't libel anyone. Don't uh, reveal anything that you're not comfortable having your mama, your children, your boss, your clients, and strangers read. Do not reveal anything that you're not comfortable with the whole world reading. And there's a great chance that some of those people will never read your book, but there's a great chance that they will <laughs> or that the content will get back to them through conversation. Once again, I don't. I think your story is your story. And for the most part, unless you have a crime in your history that you were never caught for and don't want the police to know about, I feel like it's your story to share if it's something that you chose to do. But just because 
it happened doesn't mean that it has to be in your memoir. You do not need to reveal anything that makes you uncomfortable. What I recommend is if you're on the fence, go ahead and write it. And then when you get to the revision process, you can make a decision about whether or not you want to leave it in. And again, when you're talking about other people's business, not just your own, be very cautious there. It can be quite difficult to write uh, a memoir without talking about other people. We have other people in our lives, but you want to be cautious to make sure you're telling the truth. You want to be cautious to make sure when it's necessary, you're changing uh, any identifying characteristics. So hopefully these steps, these to do's and to not do's will really help you get a handle on your memoir, what you should include. Remember that this is not your autobiography. You're not trying to tell your entire life story. Really hone in and focus on one theme of your life or one really specific event in your life or time in your life that you want to tell the story about. Make sure you have a beginning, a middle, and an end. A lot of people have trouble finding an end to their memoir because things keep happening in your life. So you don't know where should I stop writing. Well, if you give yourself a goal, if you look at the goal that the main character you has at the beginning of the book, once she either reaches that goal or decides that goal is not actually for her at the end of the day, you've, your book should be coming to an end. So if this, if this character's goal, let's say your goal is to go to Africa and start a school. Once you go to Africa and start the school, you should be closing out that memoir. Or once you make a decision that that's not what your life is meant to be, that's not your purpose and you're doing something else, it's time to close out that memoir. So that's a really easy way to know it's time to reach the end because the goal has either been achieved or it is no longer the goal. So hopefully this will help you. You get your memoir started. And I hope that if you have any questions, you'll feel free to leave me a comment at CandiceLDavis.com backslash nine. That's for episode number nine. And that's the number nine. If you're just getting started on your book, I have a free resource that can help you. Visit CandiceLDavis.com backslash jumpstart or find it in the show notes for this episode. That's backslash number nine. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I would truly appreciate a, a great review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll see you next time.